Businesses tend to focus on revenue, profits, and getting loyal customers. But how about healthy workplace culture? You're listening to How I Turned the Corner, where Kendra Prospero leads eye-opening conversations that most business leaders avoid. The right way to address employee challenges. Listen to real-life stories of workplace struggles, giving you valuable advice on what must be done to make every employee truly satisfied and fulfilled in their job. This is for leaders who want to create great company cultures and for employees who want to do something to put an end to suffering at work in the most practical ways possible. Here's your host, Kendra. So I think we would all agree that a lot of turnover in an organization isn't acceptable. Yet sometimes it is inevitable. So to help leaders understand if their turnover is reasonable or not, the Department of Labor measures what's acceptable or not based on the industry and then some other criteria. Some industries, it's normal that there is a revolving door of talent on payroll because of the nature of the business. Organizations that are part of retail or restaurants and the tech industry, this is acceptable to just have high turnover. Well, our guest, Brad Weber, who runs inspiring apps in the tech sector, runs against that trend. They experience very little turnover compared with their industry. It's not easy to keep strong developers in a company, but Brad, the CEO and founder, and his team have figured out how to create a culture that keeps these in-demand, talented developers for the long haul. He's had people stay with him for 10 plus years which is remarkable for this industry. He also gets to work with great customers, which also reflect his culture. And we're going to hear how he's turned the corner for the last 15 years and maintained an impressively low turnover rate. Brad Weber, welcome to How I Turned the Corner. Thank you so much. That was a terrific intro. (laughs) So I'm so excited to chat with you about this because I feel like a conversation that I get into often with people is with leaders is, oh, well, that's just the way that it is. And I really want to have people, I want to challenge that and say, it is not acceptable to have high turnover and you can have control over that. When I say that, like what comes to mind for you? What have you done to make this possible for your organization? (laughs) I'm not sure I would say I have control over it, but certainly influence. People will still leave from time to time, but I want to create an environment where they feel welcome and they feel supported for as long as they want to continue their careers with us. And as you noted, in many cases, that's an exceptionally long time for our industry, 5, 10, 12 years or more. Mm -hmm. So to the specifics, I guess it there are many reasons, but the culture, I think, started with me as the founder. I wanted to create a company that I would want to work in. And I myself have been a developer for a dozen years independently before founding Inspiring Apps. So I knew what I liked when I was working with clients and what I saw in in their companies that I liked or didn't like and tried to carry that forward as I was growing a team with Inspiring Apps. So foundational for us is definitely respect and support for one another on our team. And that goes a surprisingly long way. And it's also not as common as I would have thought that it is. But that's really important to us. Everybody on the team is absolutely respected for their contribution. And we want to help them grow in in the ways that make sense for them, whether that's technically or or to pick up 
non-technical skills that are important to them. We do all of that over the course of their career at Inspiring Apps. Yeah, not that complicated. I mean, it's, I think, again, so many leaders think that they have to do some miraculous thing, but it's respect (laughs) and treating people like adults. Yes. Essentially, right? (laughs) I mean, that's been my experience. It's just let them do what they think. I mean, they've got to have a clear idea of where they're headed and what the goal is. But once they have that goal in mind, like let them go do the work and get it done the way they think it can be done. Right. So, yeah, that's great. So tell us more about Inspiring Apps. I mean, obviously the name alone is great. (laughs) (laughs) So so tell us more about how many people do you have? What's your team made up of? Sure. Well, we are about 30 people now, and those are all US-based team members, all in-country. We don't offshore or outsource any of our work. And our work is to design and build custom web and mobile apps for all sorts of clients, from funded startups to multi-billion dollar companies in a wide variety of industries. Nice. Okay. And so your team of the 30, how many of them are developers? Oh, at least two thirds. I don't have okay. the, the number off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. it's quite a lot. We're, yeah. we're definitely a developer heavy organization, yeah. uh, but supported by marketing and design, and QA, project management as well. Okay. So I was a developer. I don't think I told you that. So I worked for IBM. Right? <laughs> yeah, IBM for 12 years. Yep. Yes. And I was more on the technical side, withering away on the vine, by the way. But what part of the reason I think I was withering was because I really wasn't wired to be a developer. I was more wired to interact with people and have more face time with people. When you look at your developer team, development team, like why they don't normally think that they're the kind of people that need a strong culture. And I think that's, again, one of those common industry comments. But it sounds like in this case, they do want that culture and they're staying because of that culture. What do you say to that? I say a few things. One, I think you're right. But two, I think our development team is made up of people that you would consider non-traditional developers. So I think there's a stereotype that developers don't want to talk to people. They just want to work in a dark room by themselves. But one of the things that's been important to me and, and our team in hiring is that we have strong communication skills. And that's not just within our team, but with our clients, because it's important for us to be able to have the confidence to ask questions and be able to communicate the work that has been done. So I think you'll find in inspiring apps an unusually comfortable crowd talking to other people. But you're right, that crew then also appreciates good culture like anyone else. They want to know that, again, they're respected for the work that they're doing and the contributions that they're making and that they have an opportunity to grow and that the company and their teammates are looking out for them. Mm-hmm. So how did times in the past where you've seen competitive side come out in some of the developers? I haven't seen that with one another, if that's what you're referring uh-huh. to. Like they feel like they need to step on somebody else to get ahead in the organization. That's just not something that happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably because of the tone that you set. And it's just not acceptable based on who you are. But that's another thing I see quite often. And again, I think like, You don't have to put up with that. (laughs) Well, and it's also a case where someone else doesn't have to lose in order for you to win here. If there's something that you want to do, and for example, we've had several developers who came in focusing on one particular area of specialty. So they might be a web developer 
But along the way, they got really interested in Android development, for instance, and they wanted to make a switch. And that's as easy as asking <laughs> at Inspiring Apps. And we'll, we'll help train you into the skills and the role that you want to be in if you decide that you need to change along the way. So it's not like you have to bump somebody else out in order to achieve that. We'll make room for you in whatever team feels most comfortable. Mm-hmm. How do you initiate those conversations? How do you figure that out, that someone wants to make a move like that? Usually they'll bring it up. Fortunately, we are in constant communication and we'll often post messages, whether it's via email or in Slack or something to the team that says, Hey, we've got a project coming up or we're thinking about exploring this new technology. Who's interested in that? And sometimes we're surprised by the person or the people who might raise their hands that weren't the ones we expected, but that creates a great opportunity to have those conversations and see how we can support them in exploring something new. Mm -hmm. One challenge I think smaller businesses have is building out kind of career path. And it sounds like in a way, this open communication that you have is an opportunity for growing in their careers without it being this like formal career path. Like what I probably experienced at IBM, right? Where you're a developer one, developer two, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And and so is that how you sort of see it? Is that these are just different ways to also help them grow in their careers? Do you tie it to a raise? Do you tie it to a title? All good questions. Let me try and go through those in order. (laughs) So I had a similar experience at Anderson Consulting back in the day. I was hired as an analyst and aspired to be a consultant. And then the next step would be a manager and then an assistant partner and a partner one day. If I stuck around that long, I did not stick around that long. (laughs) But that progression always felt strange to me. And we don't have that in Inspiring Apps. And in part, because of our size, we we can't accommodate that in order to feel right to me. And so absent the ability to progress through a series of those roles or titles over time, we need to create other opportunities. Our organization is still relatively flat. And so being able to pick up additional skills without necessarily changing your title or role is one way for people to continue to feel fulfilled and and challenged in their job. There are still some opportunities to advance in the traditional sense, but Again, given the size, there may be fewer. So we want to help people find those opportunities where we can that might be Mm non-traditional. And do you end up kind of then tying it to compensation? Do you tie it to anything else when they learn a new skill? Certainly, yes. If they're contributing in new and different and better ways, then there are compensation adjustments to go along with those. Uh That's neat. My specialty technically was as a DBA, finally. And so I still think in in a relational database <laughs> in rows and columns. And I always think about career pathing in a smaller business as like the intersection of a cell. Like learn that skill and then you sort of shade it in. And the more shading you get, the more skills you have, but there's not an order to it so much. And it sounds like that's exactly what you've done at Inspiring Apps. Yeah, there's... Let's see, if you get into this industry and you get into the role of a developer and you expect to be doing the same thing forever... It's probably not the right place for you. We are a place of not just inspiring apps, but our industry is a place of constant change in terms of new innovations with new technologies, new frameworks to learn, new entire languages to pick up. And I find that to be some of the fun. And what we do is to explore new things and try new techniques. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's a great opportunity for people. And as you said, you might start in one place 
But if you know that you're going to be hopping over here eventually and then hopping over there, it's, I think, creates an exciting set of opportunities for you in the future. Mm -hmm. That's great. So talk to us a little bit about your values and how the values play into your culture. Uh, They're very important and were not articulated for quite a long time. They're things that were important to me, but it wasn't until really I had formalized a leadership team, which was surprisingly late in the game for me, that we went about really codifying that for inspiring apps. And so I've mentioned respect several times in this conversation. Integrity is important to us, Uh, commitment to one another and our craft to continue to improve is on that list, as well as inclusivity and empathy, again, for each other. And I think empathy is really critical when we're thinking about our users and our clients as well. So those are our top five. Okay. So can we talk about inclusivity then? What is that? How does that show up in your culture? So including or really seeking out opinions and input feedback from team members, no matter what role you are in the organization or how long you've been with the company, that's how it plays out for us. And I want a day-to-day basis is to ensure that we're hearing all the voices as much as possible within the organization. Mm-hmm. So how does that show up? I mean, what do you do to pull those, draw those, draw people out? Let's see. So there are several examples I could cite. One, we're happy to have been named a great place to work for the second year in a row. And as part of that process, we seek input from our team in a lot of different ways. But that's a formal way that we do that annually is to conduct a survey and ask the questions that are part of that great place to work process. And from that, we hear things anonymously from the team that are important and they change from year to year, which is fun for us to have few things to focus on. But out of those, we see themes that are important for us to follow up on. And then we'll invite people to participate in uh, focus groups within the company or discussion groups within the company around those topics and come up with specific initiatives that meet the needs of the organization. So last year, for instance, there was a lot to be said about our commitment to our community and what we're giving back as an organization. And so we had follow-up conversations about that and uh, formalized a new program called IA Commits uh, specifically around that uh, based on team feedback entirely. Hmm. That's great. So how do your customers experience your culture? (laughs) I hope they see the same things. I think they do. That's the feedback that I get. And what I hear from them and from people that they refer to us, they say the same types of things that I am mentioning to you. They're important to our team that as clients, they're treated with respect. They consider inspiring apps to be fair and for our team to have a great deal of integrity, to be communicating effectively with them, to have empathy, come up to speed quickly, understanding their users, their business objectives, things like that. Mm, That's great. Yeah, I think that's overlooked in that organizations don't always think their culture extends into their customers. But a negative culture extends just as far into a customer environment as a positive culture does. And I think in general, customers would prefer a positive experience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and we also would prefer a positive experience with those customers. So we look for the same kind of traits and values in the clients that we work with. Uh Fortunately, after 15 years, we're in a position to be able to say no to customers that don't feel like a good fit. 
And oh, that's excellent. So it's really for the best. And this also contributes to team longevity if they're working with clients that respect them the same way that their team members do then that's a much more positive environment for them to work in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've only had to walk away from a deal a few times because one of our values at Turning the Corner is no jerks. And how that shows up for us is no jerks on the team and no jerks as customers. And so there have been occasional times when we've been in a mostly a sales situation, so very early, and noticed that they were jerks and there was no self-awareness. They weren't going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had to walk away. And that's those are telling moments around how deep your values really sit inside of you when you have to actually walk away from cash. <laughs> right? That's true. But it's important. Like the, There's at least an equal amount of cost that you endure on the other side if you choose to take that and it's not well aligned with your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, normally it ends up costing a lot. And anything that's toxic doesn't usually, you know, you don't thrive with it for very long. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of your things you're going to be doing over the next couple of years for your teams? Do you have some like a 2023 plan for things you want to do more with your culture? We do. Our leadership team is working through that now, setting priorities for next year. And we'll do that at a high level. We have some specific ideas, but the next step, as I mentioned before, is then to seek input from the team on how we achieve these goals, whether it be profitability, innovation is something that we'll be focused on next year, as well as the notion that we give back, support our community and support our teams. So there are some broad categories for people to contribute to and provide their opinions on. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas of what that might, how that might show up by the end of the year? terms of how you might be contributing back to the community? Yeah, I can talk about our IA Commits program in a little more depth than I mentioned previously. So this is what came out of last year's Great Place to Work survey that our team was working on. It's a big initiative. Uh, (laughs) So we have our work cut out for us for sure. But we see an opportunity to help several different groups at the same time. We want to give back to the community. And for us, that means using our time and talents to design and develop the same way that we do for our traditional customers, our startups and our enterprise clients for nonprofits and other organizations that might not otherwise be able to take advantage of services from companies like ours. And we don't want to sacrifice the quality of what we're delivering at all. In order to make that work financially, we want to also provide career opportunities for less experienced developers who are having a difficult time breaking into the industry. There are loads and loads of people who were promised a new career and new opportunities after attending a six-week boot camp or a a 12-week boot camp to pick up their skills. And they come out being told that they're developers. And in fact, they can write code. So I'm not going to squabble about the particular title. But there's a big difference between what you can learn in that short amount of time and what you can make a career out of. And we feel like there needs to be a bridge between that community and their first consulting or their first client-based project. And so we're hoping to staff these projects for nonprofits with people who are getting started under the guidance of our more experienced team members. So. Hopefully a win for them, 
a win for the nonprofits and ultimately a win for inspiring apps. I mean, not only would we feel great giving back to both of those communities, but for the people who do grow and into those roles, they'll have opportunities to work on our larger projects as well. I love that. <laughs> this is a great idea. I've supported a lot of the boot camps over the years. A lot of them have gone under, as you know, too, just because I feel like a lot of more from the job seeker side, a lot of them don't know how they then go get a job. And then as I would review code and look at what they were doing, I was like, oh, they're not coders yet at all. Like this isn't really working. And then of course you get the feedback from the market too, that it's not working. And so, but yet they have this passion for it. They're more passionate about coding than coders with a CS degree (laughs) in many ways. Yeah. yeah, it's exciting. And I still remember when it was new to me. And there are still things that are new to me. But I remember when it was really new, and I couldn't get enough of it. And we see a lot of that energy from people in that community, but they don't have a place to apply that. Wow, that is a, definitely a win-win. I love that. Thanks. Really good. Well, on that note, I think that this is a perfect spot to kind of close out. And just, I guess, continue to inspire us (laughs) the way that you're doing things. So thank you so much for sharing what you're doing at Inspiring Apps. And yeah, and we'll check in with you in a few months and see how you are. Terrific. All right. Excellent. Thank you so much, Brad. You bet. Thank you for joining this exciting episode. We hope this discussion brings you closer to a better, healthier, and more rewarding workplace everyone deserves to be a part of. If you want more content like this, be sure to subscribe to the podcast at turningthecornerllc.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to share this with your friends in the corporate world. And together, let's make this space a hub of growth and job satisfaction. If everyone loves where they are, they can always give their best without regrets. That's all for now. See you on the next one.